Hi, I'm Tony Silva in Osaka. And I'm Charles Wiz in Osaka. And uh, this is episode four of Two Teachers Talking, where Charles and I get together every few weeks to talk about teaching, ideas that work, ideas that don't, things that still confuse us, and uh, often stuff that teachers don't talk about at all. Today we'll be talking about losing it. It's a special moment when you reach the end of your rope, all hell breaks loose, and you do and say all kinds of things that you'll soon regret. You you know what I mean? No, no, I've never had that happen (laughs) to me, Tony. I don't know about you. Is that a problem you have? (laughs) Well, I've heard stories. I've heard stories. Okay. Do you have a rope? I don't even think I have a rope. I need a safety net. Yeah. 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 And I think this is great because this is one of those topics that you never hear talked about really mm-hmm. in the teaching room unless it's somebody you really trust With somebody else yeah it's always somebody else it's a rumor and it's a story and they get bigger and bigger but uh i don't know i mean if you firsthand you got you got any stories yeah well, i have the story that you know it's the apocryphal story but i know that it's true because uh this is what i was working at a university and we heard from a number of students who came in to complain that this is oh guess this must be about 12, 13, 14 years ago. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. So you were, you were directly involved with this? Yeah, because the students came to me because I was uh, uh, okay. involved right. in like you know managing some <clears throat> stuff. And um, the students came in and had the story that they said the teacher lost it. And I don't know how other people feel. And I think, Tony, you've kind of been in some management positions too, right? Mm-hmm. But my attitude always is, is that I automatically will default to... I'm going to assume the students are saying something, but I'm going to immediately trust the teacher initially until mm-hmm. the evidence is right. But I will not doubt evidence. But I just want to say that I think that's important. So anyway, the students yeah, come Yeah, because we'll get to that a little later. Yeah, we have yeah, to get very, to that. very yeah, important because point. it's an important part about when you know students <clears throat> complain about a teacher losing it, right? And, yeah, yeah. So anyway... They come in, and so the students, and the student had pretty good English, right? I said, so, you know, what happened? And they said, well, we're sitting in class, and, um, you know, they're doing an activity, and one of the students uh, was, I guess, was using their cell phone, right, their K-tie, and um, they were texting somebody, and the teacher saw them, and the teacher just got really angry and said, why are you doing that? That's wrong. That's wrong. And supposedly the teacher's voice really got amped up, you know, beyond (laughs) what would be the acceptable level. Of course, I cannot understand how anybody could be upset about a student using a cell phone, right? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's another, that's another Come on, thing. let's be honest Absolutely. here. It's one of the truly irritating things in life. And this is back when people didn't understand the technology, including the students, right? You know? Right. Well, yeah, it was a whole, you know, I guess there still is controversy, well, right? But, right. you know, 10, 10, 12 years ago, I mean, that the tech, new tech in the classroom uh, yeah, people had really didn't know what to do. But anyway, go ahead. Just right. Start. Well, I was just going to say that, for example, you never hear a ringtone in a phone anymore. But you remember back then when the phones were just ringing all the time, <laughs> right? So they come back and say the teacher got upset. And then the teacher said to the student, give me your cell phone. And the student was a little bit hesitant. And the teacher amped up their voice again and said, give me your cell phone. And then the teacher, the student gives the teacher the cell phone. And the teacher takes it and actually throws it onto the floor. Okay. Where I think, you know, parts Wait, of it break he off. He takes the phone and throws it on the floor. Yeah, he thro- takes the student's <laughs> phone and throws it on the floor, okay? So uh, naturally, you know, this is like, wow, this is like a little bit over the top, right? <laughs> the students say they're really shocked. And the stu- I said to the student, I said, so, you know, how did the student respond? I said, oh, we were all shocked. So I said, well, what happened next? And they said, this is the part we couldn't believe. He said the teacher stood, picked up the phone and then threw it out of a second floor window. <laughs> so this teacher not only broke the phone, 
smashed it into the floor, but then threw it out the window. All that's missing is that he broke some broke a window in another building or a neighbor's house or something as it flew out the window. That's well, that would make yeah. it perfect. Well, I mean, this is a story where obviously <sighs> there's no question that the teacher's completely wrong in what they did. Yeah. I think nobody would argue there. But the point that I want to approach really is that you know, you can understand the frustration of the teacher because I then said to the students, had the teacher warned you and said, please don't use cell phones. And the student went, oh, yeah, probably about a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so what do you do? I mean, I, yeah, you just talk about the frustration, right? It's like, how many times is enough? Right? Exactly. That's the great question, right? How many times do I have to say something before I'm justified in this, you know? <laughs> Letting you have it, right? I think it's the Talking Heads. Wasn't it Psycho Killer where David Byrne says, say something once, why say it again? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I understand the feelings of the teacher. I disagree. And so what do you do when the questions are, what do you do when you get close to that point? And what happens if you went over the line? How do you recover? How do you recoup your losses, right? Mm. What do you think? Mm. Mm. Well, there's a... There's a there's a lot of things you can do, and it's it, 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 the 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 big problem, of course, is that it's a catch twenty two. You can come up with all kinds of potential strategies and things like that, but the odds of that you being able to grab onto any one of those strategies at that moment is close to nil. Because okay. you're, you're already you're in the classroom, you're trying to you're focusing on a, on a task, you're being distracted by you know, the student behavior that's making you nuts. And the frustration level, you know, as we talked about, is built up. Um, it's really hard to grab onto that uh, at the at that moment, right? Right. And the important thing is to say is what you said, right? Is that I'm not talking about losing it on just the first time a student does something, right? right We're talking right. about that, you know, you're two thirds of the way through the semester or the year, and it's the same behavior again and again, or it's the same irritation. It's something that has just not abated, right? Mm. And you've really tried to be as patient as possible. You've counted to 10. I've breathed deeply. Um, What's the other one um, you're supposed to do? I want to go to a safe place. I want to go to a safe place. I want to go to a pleasant place, right? (laughs) Click my heels three times and, you know, right? Say that this isn't Kansas anymore or something. Yeah, what happens? What do you do? Well, I don't know. What have you done? I mean, you've been in situations, I'm sure you've gotten close and and over the edge. Yeah, Um, actually, actually I found myself doing it um, this week, this past week. uh, um, In one of my classes, actually all my classes at my main school, I have students use uh, the Moodle website. And I had them download a great piece of software, CMAP, which is idea mapping software. And a student said, I can't download it. And I started going through the process. And then finally, it, you know, I asked a question, um, you know, okay, are you using Windows XP? Are you using Windows Vista, Windows 7? And they said, I don't know. <laughs> okay. And then I said, did you download the file? And then they said, what do you mean, download the file? I said, did you watch the video of how to download the CMAP? And they said, what video about downloading the CMAP <laughs> file? And then I said, did you find the link on the website? Now, this is the fourth or fifth class. And the students mm-hmm. said, and I introduced the website on the first day. 
Mm. Had the student look. So me. they've seen the web. You you did this in class, and they've seen you do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay. And the student's been in every class, and then the student <clears throat> said. So I said, "Did you click on the link on the home page of the website?" And the student said, "What website?" <laughs> and I'm at a point now where you know my losing it at this point was I think I rolled my eyes, mm. and mm. that made mm. me feel bad, right? You mm. know, I just did mm. the one thing where I went, ugh. You know, my eyes go up into my head, and I just said, I didn't know what to say. So to me, that's an example of losing it, where my facial expression shows a student that, you know, just frustration or, you know, what do I do? I mean, everybody's figured it out, and I've talked about the website. The website's on the screen every class, and the student's like, what website? <laughs> so... Well yeah, it, yeah uh, of course, like, you know, look, looking back, you know, from here, you know, looking back at this from, you know, in safe distance with all, all the, the pressure and frustration. Um, and one of the things that I've done when I've come in, not, I wasn't this extreme of an ex example, but um, when it's obvious that this kid has missed so much of what I've done over and over in class um, to prevent myself from getting to that to that point i will enlist some of the other students it's like, it's like for example if this kid's got friends mm. it's like hey listen ask your friends they're having no problem mm. they'll tell you how to do it and i'll drag them over and say hey listen tell hiroshi here what he's supposed to do because he doesn't have a clue and that's it, it I, i'm done mm. I've, I've, I've it's been covered in class it's finished um it's not that he doesn't understand he's just not there right yeah I understand that, but I think, you know, mm. as we said, what we were talking about is, you know, what happens when you've lost it, right? Mm. Mm. You know, and mm. I found myself, you know, with my eyes rolling up in my head, and I looked at the student, and I said, you know, what about the website I put up? And the student's mm. English is not bad, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. this is, again, it's a reasonably good school, and, you know, I just said, okay, I'll come back and work with you and talk to you later. Just go back to the task right now. And then, you know, I walked back to the top in front of the classroom, sat down and, you know, just kind of just did a review process. Right. You know, mm -hmm, went through the conversation mm -hmm. by myself. And then, you know, there is, I guess, you know, looking at my own feelings and then said, OK, what's my responsibility here? And then I thought, well, you know, should I have checked more often? You know, should you know? And then I went through all those steps and I said, no. The student, I've constantly told the students, reminded them, you know, done this, done that. And then I just said to the student, okay, you need to talk to me after class. Yeah, and there's no, there's nothing wrong, I, I don't think, with, with, you know, at a certain point say, I, I can't explain this any other way. I'm done. I'm finished. I can't do it. It's it's in how you do it, I think. It makes a difference. Okay. Um, you reach the end of your rope, and it's like, you could at a certain point say, okay, do you... Do you hit the kid? <laughs> do, you, do you roll your eyes? Do you unleash? You know, you, do you let your anger go? Uh, dump on the kid? Well, what would um, you do? All kinds of different things. Decision point, right? What, yeah. What, what you can do there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about you? You know, if you find yourself in the same situation, right? You've mentioned it to the student innumerable times, right? Mm. You know, again, you know, about a thousand mm. times you feel. When mm -hmm. is it okay to turn to that student and say, excuse me, but you're being irresponsible. You're not paying attention. Do you think this class is a joke? Do you think I'm a joke? Do you think you can pretend not to work and, you know, not do what's required? When is that legitimate? When is that right? Yeah, it's it's really hard. And it's really hard, I think, uh, also to um, not only your own feelings and et cetera, et cetera, but also to really get a uh, accurate 
assessment of what the situation is. I mean, what really is, what's being understood, what's not being understood, and, and what is just plain laziness and irresponsibility. Okay. Um, it's, it, it's, it's very tough. It's very tough. Um, one of the unfortunate uh, experiences that I had um, was teaching, a, we talked last week, we were talking about... Is this your situation. epic battle situation? Uh, no, 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 not that. No, that was oh. that was that was mostly with it. That was with another teacher. That wasn't okay. with the students. Oh, I thought you were having an epic battle with the class. Okay, I've been but quoting you a, on that. Sorry, now yeah, I've been yeah. This is just you. Yeah. just a, a big, difficult class. And, Actually, that's you know, a great other level. topic too. What do you do when you lose it on another teacher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and so. Um, I can't remember exactly what the catalyst was, but, you know, again, I thought, from my perspective, it was totally clear what, you know, they were supposed to be doing, what the expectations were, et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe it was homework that was being submitted. And um, I thought the kid was, you know, just trying to get by, cut some corners and hand in some crap and get out of the, you know, leave the class. And uh, I said, no, I explained. I said, you're supposed to do A, and then you're supposed to do B, and you're supposed to do C. And then he just kind of says, well, how can you think that this one one thing somehow satisfies all these three or four things? Are you stupid? And like that far side calendar, all the kid heard was stupid. He didn't really understand most of what I was saying, mm. I realized later on. And this is one of the more embarrassing moments in my teaching career. The kid came up to me after class and he said, Sensei, please don't call me stupid. Ugh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And you probably didn't even realize you had said stupid, right? Right, exactly. Because I wasn't calling You only found him, out I, after, right? Right, oh. right. Because oh, my yeah. intention was not, of course, was not to call him that. But it was, it was just like, you, you know, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Oh. How can you think that this is in any way satisfactory, right? Um, and you didn't use the term "stupid," really, did you? you no, did. I did say I did say the word. I said, uh, "What are you stupid?" Well, that's honest of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I said it. Right. Got to own that one. Yeah, that's, but, that uh, hurts. Mm, mm. So you yeah. So then I, I, I apologized him to next week in front of the whole class. I said last week I was, you know, I was upset. I got a little angry. I said that we shouldn't. And I, and I, and I, you know, Hiroshi, whatever his name was, you know. I, I apologize, and uh, I hope you can forgive me. Some something like that. How did Hiroshi uh, respond to you after that? Um, he was okay. He was fine. He he said his piece that day, and uh, he, he he worked harder. Um, mm. so yeah, I think you hit a nail on the head there, with, right? The idea that if you lose it, then you got to apologize for it. Sure. Right. And sure, sure. I've done that, too, you know, where I've kind of lost it. And then the following week, I've said to the class, I want to apologize for how I expressed my anger, but I'm not apologizing for what I was upset about. Yeah. And make that distinction. Right. Yeah. You know, hey, I should have said it another way. But, you know, you, but again, that's a great example, I think, um, of when, you know, you don't know what you've said sometimes. Right. right? Um, you know, and I've actually 
I've had those, they're not in the classroom, but, you know, in social situations. I don't know about you, Tony, but, like, I've actually watched my mouth say something. <laughs> you know, this kind of <laughs> disembodied experience where I say something, and then all of a sudden it's like, I, I didn't say that, did I? And it's, it feels did like... Did I say that out loud? It's like, yeah, I'm, it's like, oh, my God, I'm having an out-of-body experience here, and my mouth is this independent, you know, <laughs> it's like alive by itself. Um, but what f- frustrates me a lot is the... You know, things along the lines of, um, it's coming up now a lot with my students, is don't you know what Google is? Don't you know mm. how to Google? Can't you do anything on your own? Because what will happen is I'll tell, I ask the students to do something, and they can't do it. And if they can't, like, download something, or they can't access something, or there's a small problem. Well, there's a lot of it's tech stuff. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a hard situation because... There is a among our students. There's a, there's a huge gap. There's a huge tech knowledge mm. gap. Um, finally, I'm getting kids bringing um, actual laptops into to the classroom. Um, even the Japanese students. I mean, the Chinese students have you know, been bringing P, uh, PCs for a long time um, and iPads and so forth. And, and but you see kids using their phones in different ways. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm not throwing, throwing the phones out the window either. Well, you know, the but, smartphones, uh, <laughs> you can. It's just like having a laptop, right? Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, but it's, 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 10 years ago, it was a completely different world. But um, for, for us and for many of our students, but not all, a lot of our students are 10 years, are still back there in the year 2000. Okay. It's like, yeah, what do you mean download? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that's the incredible story where the student says, you know, I, um, well, actually, I told you the story where the student said, I don't know how to install a piece of software. Yeah. Or, or I don't have a computer. Yeah. And for anyone out who's listening who has not been to Japan or is not taught in <laughs> oh, Japan, yeah, let's... <laughs> there's this image. This image of Japan as being this super high-tech place. And no, I mean, you know, I don't... Man, what a... Oh. It's actually, in terms of computers and laptops, this place is backwards. Students are still able, right, at university level to turn in handwritten assignments. Yeah. Right? And encouraged sometimes by some teachers, right? Yeah, they don't want to do so. They don't don't want want the computer thing, right? Right. Or, um, and that's part of the, this is a pet peeve of mine, are all the professors who hand out their class notes to the students. Mm. Mm. And then I have students who have no idea of how to take their own notes yeah so yeah you took okay. to your back yeah and so yeah that thing about expectations right exactly when you what? get the, those conflicting expectations um that i mean that's a, a real shortcut to the kind of frustration that we're talking about so one of the things that can cut that off from the very beginning is to really make sure that the expectations are understood again you get a student like the one you had i'm not sure that anything you can do will be right. sufficient to make this kid understand what the expectations are. Or the kid that I had in my class, I don't know other than, you know, reducing it to extremely simple Japanese, because in this case, it wasn't just a language okay. problem. It was, I mean, I don't think I was the first kid, first person to, to call this guy stupid. Yeah. Um, it was obviously a sore point, um, but that you know, in no way justifies it, of course. Of course, but, right. Um, and the other thing about, you know, just making sure about expectations uh, the other thing about specifically about Japan uh, that's uh, that a lot of foreigners don't get don't realize is that it, and in many ways contrary to a lot of our experience um, the role of the teacher you know, the role of the sensei carries with it um, a lot more weight uh, in this culture than 
it would in our own. You know, so in our culture, yeah, he's a teacher. You know, we, the, the off the the office carries some respect, but he's just a guy. Um, over here, um, you are held to something of a higher standard, and so you really need to uh, monitor your behavior. I think much much more rigidly and much more conscientiously than you would in, back home. Um, I don't know. Could we rename this podcast Pet Peeves? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's and so you, yeah, you, they're looking at you different. I mean, you're you're the teacher, and um, constantly talked about you know apologizing after losing it. Yeah, when you uh, behave in a certain kind of way, it it has some effect. It has some effect it, more than more than we realize because a lot of times that they do. The students do not seem that responsive, um, and I think a lot of this understanding. Uh, but uh, you have to be more aware of the repercussions of your actions. You know, blowing up in, in a classroom, or um, what we haven't talked about yet, it's like walking out of a classroom. Ooh, yeah. Um, which I've that's done. A, that's a taboo topic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, a couple of teachers and I have talked about it, but yeah, it's not. People don't talk about it a, a whole lot, and when they do, it's kind of you know because well, obviously uh, that you, you something that happens, and it's kind of an admission of failure, right? Mm, well, I, I mean that's I, a perception, but um, again, think about re- repercussions of your actions, um, and you're getting angry and frustrated, and you feel justified, but it's you know it's not about just being right. You're looking to turn what has become a a bad situation and okay you've got this bad situation how do you get the best outcome from the situation and sometimes uh the best thing is to just as we've talked about in different situations to bail um Mm -hmm. get out of the classroom you know if you if you yeah if you get to the point where you don't think you're going to be able to control your anger the best thing you you can do is to get your ass out of the classroom right um because, of course, this makes no sense to people who don't get angry. <laughs> <laughs> I know people who just don't get angry, but you're right. There's a point where if you think there's no way to restrain, what's going to happen? We Walk should out. maybe have one of those people as a guest because I could learn something from them. Oh, God. I probably need a blood transfusion. <laughs> something. <laughs> something but like yeah. that. But yeah, that walking out of the classroom, it, um, uh, you you don't embarrass yourself by uh you know an emotional display um certainly the message comes across um i see i haven't walked out of a class for i would say over 10 and it might be 15 years Mm. but um i know i've done it more than once i don't i don't think it's been three or four but i think maybe two times i've walked out of a classroom i i walked out one time i remember Mm. and but I don't know if the students didn't mind, right? Because so many t- professors I've seen, I don't know how commonplace it is, but I've seen it more than once, are classes that are cut after 45 minutes, right? The professor goes in and then, you know, cuts, and it's finished in half the time, right? Mm-hmm. We know that's not an unu- a rare, it, it's, I don't know, I've seen it happen. But I had a class and I realized, same thing, I was getting angry, my patience was running out, and I realized that there was no learning that could possibly occur. Mm-hmm that day so i walked out and then i immediately went to the person who coordinated the program i remember Mm -hmm. and i said 
I just want you to know, I walked out of a classroom, I finished it, I wrapped it up halfway through, um, the students were not responsive, I was having problems with, uh, you know, feeling that I would be able to communicate properly and without anger, and I just want you to know that I did that. And the and I was really nervous and scared that I was going to get into trouble, right, part-time, mm-hmm. you know, only working at the place for two or three or four years or however, right? And the person looked at me, and I'll never forget this, they just said, I trust your judgment. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And that statement just took all my anger away. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can go. Okay, I can, I'll, I'll just go back into the classroom and teach them now. <laughs> I can do this now. And I think that that's an interesting lesson is that if somebody trusts you, then there's a real um, denouement, I guess, of the anger or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've done that once. How about you? What's your story? Well, I think once you get out, um, well, I talked about uh, the, the the one kid, and when I walking out of the class, uh, I was it was kind of the same thing as you. It's just you know the class, some for one reason or another that day, um, they're just not there. They're not paying attention to anything that's happening. They're not engaged, and you pull out all the all the tricks out of your bag that you can think of. Um, maybe you've had a bad day. Maybe you hadn't had a good night's sleep. I, I don't remember. Again, this is I think this is more than fifteen years ago, so I don't remember the specifics. But it was like. If I stay here, I can, I can sit here and I can scream and yell and then I'll be a, a clown. And it'll be amusing to everybody. It's like this. Again, as you said, there's going to be no learning here today. Um, so there's no point in being there. And I just leave it. It's fine. You guys want to fool around today? All right. I'll see you tomorrow or next week, whatever it was. Mm. Um, I, there was, I, I think I might have been the person in charge at this point. Uh, when my, my, my coordinator was on walkabout for a, a while during this <laughs> this tenure, adding to the stress just a little. Um, but uh, I don't know I just went back to my desk. I mean, once I went back to my desk, once I went for a walk. And uh, the time when I was at my desk, a couple of kids from the class came and apologized and asked me to come back to the classroom, and they did. Um, the other time, I don't I don't know what they did, but because uh, I was I was off somewhere in the spring day, just went for a walk to cool off. Mm. So I don't know what the outcome there was, yeah. but uh, I didn't. I didn't need to worry about reporting to anybody, but uh, other than myself, I mean that's that's hard enough, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I understand that. So it's not a common thing, right? But I mean, no, no, no. But it, but it happens. It does happen. Well, it's, it's better a, to better to walk out than explode. Yeah, and then in general, yeah, absolutely. Because not only that, that that um, that heavy that heavy role of being uh, the sensei and things. Um, you know, we often feel like, you know, especially, you know, some like lower level classes, you, it is so frustrating because we feel like the students aren't learning and they might not be learning what's in your lesson plan, so to speak. Um, but they're not unobservant and they pick up things. And there's this, um, this great story. Uh, the, uh, it's, it was, it's a little culture tale from a basic reader. I think it's called Stories We Brought With Us. And it's a story of a guy, a guy with this parrot. And the par- brilliant parrot parrot can learn any word, except he cannot learn one word. He can't learn the name of the town, a Spanish town. I don't know. Let's call it uh, uh, Catano. And so day after day, the, 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 this guy, the farmer, is trying to teach this parrot to say Catano. And the parrot's not learning. So the, you know, the, the farmer gets the end of his rope. He says, you stupid parrot, um, say Catano. I'm going to kill you. And the parrot says nothing. You can't say Catania. So he puts him in the, throws him in the chicken coop. He says, all right, 
you're worthless, you can't learn this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you and eat you just like I eat the chickens. And he locks him up with the chickens, comes back the next day, opens the door, there's three bloody chickens on the floor. Okay. The, the, the parrot's sitting there screaming at the, at the chickens, you say Catania or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they're they're picking they're picking stuff up. <laughs> they're picking. It might not be what you want them to. I mean, you get the same experience. You look at the, you know they're looking at you and I and they're going to say, "Sensei, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they they notice when you get a haircut. <laughs> they notice when one of your belt loops you missed a belt loop. They, it's not that they're unobservant." Well, um, you have hair, Tony, so my students never notice when I get a haircut. <laughs> not any, well, not anymore, maybe. But, uh, yeah, it's um, that um, that role of the teacher and the, the student sensitivity and observation is something also that we kind of have to keep in mind. Right. Well, those are, those are obvious things, right? And we, mm. the point of it is that if you're, I think, a, a very active teacher, let's say, and you're, you teach with a lot of emotion or feeling because it's important. What's really happening is you're just dealing with your own ego, right? That's so self-invested mm-hmm. in the sure. classroom. And I try to, when I feel like I'm a little bit frustrated, I have to remember that it's not about me. Good point. Good point. It's about them. That's just my ego that I can't reach somebody. I can't get through to somebody. Yeah. That's what it really boils down to. Yeah, yeah. Right. And as we've talked before, you don't know if the students, you know, mother is in the hospital. And the important thing before, you know, you lose it, right? And I want to get to this next is that I don't think it's wrong to lose it. And when I mean losing it, I mean scolding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty strong in Japan. But you have to know where the student's at, right? You know, right. And you've got to be controlling family, it. Right. You know, it's the old thing where the teacher scolds the student who comes in late all the time. And then the teacher's never asked, why is the student late? Because instead of seeing it Mm. It's a symptom of something, right? Right. And then you right, find right. out that the student's family has no money, and the student's working a you know a night job so that they can pay sure. for their tuition, right? Yeah. There's always something, yeah. but yeah. when is it okay to lose it, right? When is it okay mm-hmm. to take the student's you know homework, right? The student and you cu- walk into class, and there's the student with the other student's homework copying it verbatim, right? Mm-hmm. Is it okay to walk up to that student, say, "Excuse me, may I have your piece of paper? Pick up their paper and tear it." up and say, I'm sorry, you can't copy your homework. Is that okay? Right? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a good question. I have no idea. I mean, what... you're definitely sending a clear message to the students. Cheating is not acceptable in the classroom. So what will happen is I'll start doing... <clears throat> well, a good alternative to tearing up the paper, which, I, which the thought just came to me, is you just cross out that student's name and put the other student's name on the top because that's his work. <laughs> yeah. Actually, what I tend to do in that situation is to um, put a big X on the paper mm-hmm. and say zero, and then I take the student's paper who gave them the paper, and I put an X and a big zero across that, too. Mm. You know, if you give your paper to somebody else, and I see that. Mm-hmm. But, you see, there's the reason of getting upset and angry isn't that it's the cheating, right? Mm. It's how dare you cheat right in front of me as if I am <laughs> blind and stupid. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's yeah, the, absolutely. you know, so yeah. that's the thing that I'm responding to, which is at least have enough intelligence to, like, not do it, obviously. But then you realize, again, that other te- maybe in other classes, the teachers don't care or teachers aren't noticing. I don't know. Nope. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to call. And then again, like that clarification of expectations, right? Because, um, yeah, I mean, in Japan especially, you know, the important thing is getting the right answer. It doesn't matter where it came from. 
Exactly, and um, I think you, um, when we were like passing notes back and forth, you have the what the what about uh, a textbook with all the answers in it, right? Somebody was yeah, using, that was exactly yeah, it was a teacher yeah. it was a teacher anger thing. Yeah, the, the the student had a used textbook and all the answers were in there. The teacher saw it, took the kid's book and threw it in the trash. Okay, now is that legitimate? Uh, I can't think of a set of circumstances that would make that. I don't know. I don't know how the person's teaching, right? And how they're using the textbook and what, how it's being used. Um, it's hard to say. Mm. I mean, it's certainly not something that I would do um, because generally my, I don't use textbooks for generating correct answers. I mean, they're usually springboards to to different activities. So uh, whether the answer there is not really not relevant right and it's easy to say if you know from the side yeah right? you just turn yeah, the student yeah, yeah. and say bring you know I, I make a mark in the textbook in ink right let's say i'll mm. just make a small mark so i know it's my mark and i'll say bring the textbook next week and make sure all the answers are erased mm. so mm. now the student's got to go through the entire textbook and erase <laughs> the textbook but hey you know maybe the student bought a used textbook because they can't afford it right sure why well, yeah i mean that but yeah, yeah. But that's, I think, more of learning to catch yourself, right? And I think what we're trying to see here is, you know, okay, so when is it okay to scold the student? When is it to say, excuse me, but your behavior is unacceptable? You know, this class is not a joke. I don't want my time wasted, right? You know, we've talked yeah, I, well, about I this. Well, I don't think, yeah. I, well, I think I think scolding a student is appropriate any time when you feel like they've, they've crossed a line and they're um, trying to, you know, perform or trying to submit work that probably they are they are aware is not satisfactory not sufficient or doesn't meet standards for for whatever reason uh if they know that and they're trying to get away with it, i think there's nothing wrong with scolding student but again control i think is the issue right so mm -hmm. you can be as strong and as forceful and as strict as you need to be as long as you're controlling it it's when uh, when you lose control that i think that uh, becomes a problem yeah. Um, but I will scold students and they're shocked. I mean, I've had students actually write that they haven't heard a student be scolded in years, right? Oh, well, really? But oh. for me, you know, the crossing of the line is when um, it's usually cheating. It's usually being irresponsible. It's um, the, oh, the one that makes me crazy is, uh, could I have your homework? I didn't do the homework. Why? I was absent last week. <laughs> you know, that kindergarten response, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just, I said, I've said this time and time again, we have a website, right? Blah, 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 website, yeah, blah, really blah, is, blah, yeah. blah, 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 website. By the yeah. way, the cartoon is what dogs, <laughs> what people think dogs hear and what dogs hear, right? The far side cartoon. Did I tell That's you, it's up on, it's it's on my office door. It's wonderful. Yeah, and I asked for a copy and I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, I have to Xerox it. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. I think if you do a search you can find, find it. that's yeah, how I'll i found that. it but yeah. um the other thing i want to talk about is not so much the the losing it the conscious awareness of losing it which mm. again if i'm aware of it i can always go in and apologize and i have apologized to a student where i said you know hey excuse me but i did not talk to you respectfully it's sorry i was frustrated because i wanted you to do better and i'm talking about the time where you kind of don't notice it and this is with grading i think Mm. Right. And I actually had a situation because it's participation scores where I tell students, uh, okay. right. You know, there's mm. always a participation score because I have to somehow be able to balance, you know, a student who's maybe low level, but is working their butts off 
right, versus a student who has better ability and is just trying to skate through the class, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I told you that I gave a low participation score to a student um, who I found a lot of times during class was speaking Japanese. And then when I was doing my final thank you, you know, end of class um, little talk where I wish them well in the future and try to instill them with a little bit of hope and the importance of, you know, studying given the way the world is. And I think I told you halfway through this one student just stood up and walked out of the class. Hmm. And I thought, there goes your participation score. Sure. Sure. And um, the student came and complained about their grade. Hmm. Right. And I said, mm. well, you know, and then suddenly I'm there having to justify, say, I'm sorry, but I told you clearly from day one, and it's in the syllabus, that your manners and how you conduct yourself in class is part of the participation score. And it's my judgment, and there's nothing you can do to argue with my participation score. And the student was actually arguing that it's unfair. You can't judge me if I walk out. You know, you don't know why I walked out. Mm. And I said, well, why did you walk out? They said, I had to go to the bathroom. I said, were you sick? And they said, no. And I said, could you have waited 10 or 15 more minutes? And they said, yeah, I could have. And then again, now I'm getting frustrated with the student about how dare you? Why did you then walk out? Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I think, is it what, how, what do you do? Right. Blind grading, I think, is the only way to go, right? And whatever mm. the spreadsheet says. But I think that comes up a lot in participation scores, right? No, oh, sure, 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 sure. I mean, do you find yourself doing that and trying to balance and be fair? And... Oh, I try I try very hard. And, and, and I, just like with the classroom situation, I think that, yeah, I mean, if, it, if the decisions are made based on, you know, events and sound judgment and not emotion um, and you're in control of that, I don't, I don't see any problem with that at all. Um, and in fact, you know, day by day, I'll, you know, uh, the system that I have in class where students have sheets, not in all class, but a lot of classes have sheets on their desk in which, in which I record their performance each class and including their participation. Um, they'll know because I, they get a mark that day. It's just like, it's like, and I don't, you do this often. But it's like, well, yeah, this is, you get what you guys doing is, this isn't working. And I, you know, I go with the big red mark right there. And they, they look at me in shock, but that's I, ne- I never had to do it more than once to the yeah. same student. So I think again, I, knew, I think it's about control. Yeah, I had I knew a teacher who would give out yellow cards and then red cards. <laughs> well, <laughs> but like, why not? It works, right? I, but I, there I has assume, to be right? some immediate feedback. And, right, um, right. Otherwise, they, they don't make the connection. Right, and that's one of the reasons why I'm really happy that this year I've been really diligent about using the Moodle system because I can email students. Mm-hmm. And now what would happen is if that happened this year, I would immediately email the students, say, excuse me, you walked out of you know my, my talk, right? Mm-hmm. Or you walked out of class and um, I'm marking your participation score down. Mm. And unless you can come up with evidence, right, or a legitimate reason, you need to be aware of it. So Yeah, I think one way is if you can have some ways of communicating. But going back to what you just said, Tony, I would love to see that paper that you use. Mm, okay. Right? I mean, no, that's a good that thing over. to put on the website. It's, right? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's nothing fancy. It's just a, it's just a grid with a with a square for each day. Right, I'll, but it's interesting it because you have each student has that paper on their desk, right? right? So right. you're not sitting there with the roll book or your computer Correct. marking. Correct. Right. You can so you're walking around so that Correct. the student actually sees the score you're giving right? immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be something else, too, I think, that a lot of times the frustration we feel and, and, you know, you get angry or upset is that it's not been constant feedback, Mm. right? I need to 
lets somebody know right away, okay, you're speaking Japanese, I don't want to ask again, right? And then the fourth or fifth time, yeah, you know, that's, you know, at that time, I say, look, when the fifth time that I say you're speaking Japanese, I don't see you using, um, you know, your dictionary at all. Or, you know, what do you do, right? Mm. Yeah. But I think the biggest frustration I get is, um, I think you do this too, and I know some uh, very few teachers who actually do this, is pass out the useful phrases kind of paper at the beginning. Oh, the yeah, class, yeah, right? sure. And yeah, I, especially with lower-level classes, it's essential. You need that. Right. Sure. And I drill them and drill them and drill them, and, you know, they get quizzes like the second class, third class, fourth class, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the fifth week, I'll turn to a student, and I'll say something, and they'll sit there and go, hmm. Huh? Eh? They can't even use the useful phrases. And that right. frustrates me. No, for sure. Right? And I think, you know, we've done this. We've quizzed it. You know, why aren't you making the connection? So, again, I think the frustration... Most of it, actually, the key is, is it's frustration with me. Mm-hmm. Good. Very, really good point and something to always be aware and of. And that's yes, why... All, I, a lot of it's about you. Right. And as a more experienced teacher, that's why these things don't happen. And when I do get upset at a student... And I scold them. I'm very confident at this point that it's reasonable, but the secret is you got to scold privately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, unless you're trying to make a lesson to the whole class. I mean, you can do it. You can do it in public, too. If you do it the right way, you know, gently, uh, uh, you know, with enough respect, maybe. Is that a word? indication of that you're not happy yeah. with the performance. So Right. And this goes for the rest of you. Guys, too. You guys, too. Uh, <laughs> another, another noun coming out there, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, right. And the, so the last little um, uh, takeaway that I think I want to throw in because we're running close on time is um, you mentioned when you walked out of class, you went to your supervisor and uh, uh, he or she said, yeah, I respect your judgment. Um, that's not common here, yes, especially yes. with foreign teachers, especially in... Uh, um, with part-time teachers, um, mm, good point. Don't yeah. expect that kind of consideration. Most of the time, when there's a problem in class that comes to the school's attention, most of the time it's going to be considered the teacher's fault. Mm. Even when it's very obviously a student problem, it very often becomes the teacher's problem because the teacher didn't handle it properly. Uh, so, but we've, ta- also- we've talked mostly about like the repercussions of uh, losing it uh, in terms of our own relationship with our classes. Um, in the right school environment, I should say, in the wrong school environment, it can become a much bigger issue. Mm. Uh, and then you've got a situation where it's you versus the class and the school, and the, the, the class will, you know, you're on one side and the school's backing up the students. Um, that is not a good place to be. Right. And I think a lot of that, though, is related to the level of the school. Oh, sure. Right. Sure. That's, a, I think, when you get into better schools, for example, I remember turning to a professor, you know, my... my, uh, my yeah, that's what makes them better schools. Right. Yeah, and sure. I said, I said, the student, if I fail the student, they won't graduate. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're border, you know, they're a few points off, right? You know, it was like a 53, let's say, from a 60. And he mm-hmm. says, did the student receive a passing mm-hmm. score? And I said, no. And he said, failed them. Cool. Right. But um, the other thing is, again, scrupulous notes, Right take notes so that you can back it up. But also there's that double standard we should address real quickly too, right? Hmm. Is that a part-time foreign teacher, it's much better than it used to be, but there was a time when there was a real double standard. Hmm. And if you had been either full-time versus part-time or native versus non-native, 
that how the school responded to what you did would have been different. Oh, absolutely. And I think absolutely. it's much better now than what it was yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Oh, I think so, ago. too. I think so, too. Right. Okay, so, um, but the other thing, too, right, is that when we say talk about these stories about walking out of a class, mm. nothing says you have to walk out and not come back. Correct. Right? It's, you know, it's acceptable, I think, to say to students, excuse me, I'll be back in four or five minutes, walk out and review, practice. So the important thing, I think, if you're the kind of person who is passionate about teaching and you get upset and you, you know, you're not, you're not a, a perfect saint, watch, um, get aware of what your warning signs are, mm -hmm. right? The frustration of, you know, and what else? So figure out what your warning signs are. Ask yourself, is it justified? Mm. And right. a little, yeah, with a justified and a little reflection beforehand um, talking about the warning signs. Yeah, and so how will I respond when these warning signs present themselves? Exactly. What do I? What are my, what are my options? And what and, outcome? And what, what what's the result of the, each of those things? And make a call and go with them. Right. Have right. The, a, a little plan set out in advance for when this happens because. Again, as I said earlier today, it's like when when the moment comes, that's when you're least likely to be able to remember right. what you're supposed to do. Right? Good point. And again, addressing the fact that I don't think it's wrong for a teacher to scold. I know some people say you should never scold a student. You have mm. to create a completely positive atmosphere. And mm. I want to take a stand on that, which is I think I create a really supportive, positive atmosphere. Mm. But I think students, you know, I know that some of the most important learning moments in my life, even at university level, was being scolded by a professor for not being prepared enough when I spoke up yeah. in class. Oh. That transformed me into oh, that's, yeah, that's, much I more... think it's absolutely part, yeah, part of the yeah, learning Yeah, so experience. let's just you know, say to people right there, you know, just please don't argue that you shouldn't scold students. There are mm. students who will respond to it and deserve it, um, you know, and it's part yeah. of our being teachers is teaching students that they have to be responsible. Sure. Absolutely. Okay, any other takeaways yeah. you want to bring up other well i think we covered pretty much everything i don't think there's anything i want to add um uh, maybe just to underscore the, the one about making sure that you understand the situation mm. uh, you talked about you know the kid working uh, a job because of the, the the family financial situation um there's all kinds of things that might be going on in the in the kid's life that's contributing to that behavior and before you uh unload and before you make it a whole lot worse it's really worth your while to figure out exactly why it's happening to the best you know to the best of your ability i mean to just sometimes mm. the why is it the kid's a jerk but um that might yeah. not be the case at all and don't so it's right. a very dangerous assumption to make yeah and i think here you know final words for me hopefully <laughs> is that i know that as a parent right that you know, you just lose it sometimes on your kid. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know any parent who has never lost it on a kid. Mm. And I think it's just natural because these are our charges and we are invested in their success. Absolutely. Right? I am yeah. very highly invested in my success because I, you know, it's reflecting on me and I think and remembering again that it's not about me, it's about them. Yeah, if you, if you didn't care, you wouldn't lose it. Right, exactly. Or there are those people, though, I think, who just tend to lose it. But that's an incredible minority. Mm. Most of the, you're right. Most of the people I know who get frustrated, upset, or scold their students, it's because they really want their students to learn, and they don't want it to be a waste of time. Right. Okay. I think um, that's interesting, Tony. I feel, be I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs>
right. Now I think I'll go out driving in Japan, in Osaka. Oh, oh, oh I'm lost. Yeah, and then I'll call soon. you again and see about, you know, is it about me or is it about them? <laughs> okay, so thanks, everybody. Um, appreciate your listening. Um, comments would definitely be appreciated on this yeah. topic. I'd like yeah. to know if you think we're way out of line or do you have similar experiences and how you cope? The, yeah, feedback's um, always great. And where right? do we send that feedback? Please send that feedback to two teachers talking at gmail.com. Our website is two teachers talking.com, and we are now on iTunes. Please look for two teachers talking on the podcast, and uh, happily you can subscribe. And if you'd like, please rate our podcast. We'd like to hear what you have to say and get ideas on how we can improve. And we do accept scolding <laughs> in a respectful manner. There we go. Okay, okay. so I'm going to go back in my usual Saturday of prepping, Tony. How about you? Okay, that's what I've got in line, too. Yeah, prepping okay. and, and uh, getting re ready for next time. And next time we'll be uh, talking about uh, things that we thought we knew or things that we wish we knew that we thought we knew. Um, if we knew... If we knew now what we thought we knew once upon a time. When we thought um, we knew them. <laughs> yeah. And some some tips about... from some things that uh, um, seem rather obvious or uh, we kind of take for granted now, but uh, things that would have made our lives a whole lot simpler if we had known uh, when we were you know, fairly early in our teaching careers. And also the things that we thought we knew that... <laughs> We're wrong. turned out not to be quite so accurate and this is in the context of teacher development and viewing that as a teacher as well as a mentor or supervisor right yeah so yeah if, if you're if you're supervising new teachers or if you are a new teacher new being you know five years or six years or so yeah, or uh, might years. be useful might be useful you think it might be helpful all right well i'll look forward to that talk all right all right, Tony, so please have a nice weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, very good. Bye-bye.